Welcome to the Refresh Moms podcast. My name is Deanna Mason, your host, and every single week I am so happy to have you here. So if this is your first time pressing play on the podcast, I have been doing a series for the past three weeks, because I think this is week four, a series on creating or building a refreshing business that you love. And I've just been sharing some of the basic elements that I believe are a common thread for every business that a mom entrepreneur may build as she is attempting to do the work that not only is she passionate about, but work that she feels she has been called to do. And so we we constantly have this wrestling between ministry in our heart or um, work that we're like, my goodness, I just feel like this is what I've been put on the earth to do. And we have to match that with our ability to solve people's problems in an effective way while working in our passion so that we can actually earn an income from the work that we love. That's not as always as easy to do, depending on the work that you are accomplishing. But I'm hoping that this series just kind of fills in maybe some of those blanks if you happen to be wondering how to create it in a way that feels refreshing, that feels rewarding. Um, this will this can include refreshing and rewarding around the amount of time that you spend working in your business. Definitely is around the money that you make. I think that's really important. And fulfilling the call and desires um, in your heart to obey the Father. So I think all of those need to have space and we need to make room for it. And that's what this series is about. And this what I, that's what I mean when I'm talking about building a refreshing business. It needs to be refreshing in a way that allows you to have consistent opportunities to nurture your faith. It needs to be refreshing in a way that opens your life up for opportunities for consistent rest in order for you to sustain the work that you feel called to do. And I think it's very important for you to feel very financially rewarded around the work that you're doing. All those things put together create a refreshing business in my definition. So today, this is episode four, and we are going to talk about, what are we talking about? Messaging today. Hey, Jennifer. My business is refreshing. <laughs> I had a lot of help. Well, I am so happy that it is refreshing and I want to continue chipping away at it with you, Jennifer, so you can um, make sure the income that you're receiving is absolutely overwhelmingly rewarding. That is available for you as well, even though I'm very proud of the work that you're doing. I didn't say this for the podcast. I'm also sharing this on a Facebook live. So if you hear me talking back to the people, (laughs) that's because they are commenting as I am recording. All right. So let's talk about building a refreshing business in regards to your messaging. Let me see if I can backtrack real quick. Week one, we talked about it all starting with God. All right. Just identifying the thing that you feel like you're obeying God around in regards to your work. It starts there. Then week two, we hopped into, I don't even remember, week two, what did we hop into? I got to take a look at my notes. Problem solving for your people. We talked about how to take that thing you're passionate about and tie it into solving a problem for the person you want to work with because passion is not enough 
to run a business. Just because you're passionate about something, it doesn't mean you're going to make money doing something that you're passionate about. You can be passionate about all types of things, but I'm specifically saying if you're passionate in the area of where you're wanting to build a business, we've got to learn how to solve a problem for a person effectively and in a way that inspires them to give us money in order to have that problem solved by us, right? Okay. And then last week we talked about packaging and pricing. It wasn't a deep dive into that topic, but it's a, it was enough to get your um, wheels turning in your brain in regards to how to contain the, pa- the thing that you are using to solve a problem. What kind of container do you de- deliver that in? And what are some of your pricing considerations? So today we're going to talk about messaging. Now, let me tell you, messaging, first of all, is in my opinion, this may not be everybody else's opinion, is difficult. It's not easy. Um, I don't have this in my notes, but I want to say it because I don't want to forget to say this. I, I recommend no one create messaging around your work alone. <laughs> Absolutely don't create messaging in a box without other people um, hearing your messaging, looking at your messaging, um, processing the messaging. It is not something that I believe a business builder should do alone because it's not an easy thing to do. And what is clear to us in our head is usually at least that first and second draft, not clear to the person we're trying to communicate with. Hands down, I don't care how good of a marketing strategist you are. I'm a really good marketer and I struggle with messaging. One of my um, mentors, her name is Jada Selner, says this phrase, and I don't know if she's the creator of this phrase, but she's the first person I heard it. It's hard to read the label from the inside of the jar. And we are on the inside of the jar of our business and we're looking out. We are very familiar with the contents of that jar. We're very familiar with what that jar is holding, but we are not as equipped to communicate that effectively to the people that we are desiring to share our business with, talk about our business with, um, invite people to purchase and spend money with us in our business. It's not clear for us how that label is reading from the outside looking in. And we need other people that are reading that label to help us create that clarity. Okay. So I have a few bullet points. I don't know if they're going to, um, I don't know if these, these are not necessarily in like an order of execution, but these are some things that are in my head around messaging that I'll share here in this podcast episode. Okay. So the first thing is messaging or no, not messaging. The problem, like if people are saying I'm not converting in my business or I'm not making sales in my business or making sales is hard. It's usually like 99.9% of the time. It is usually not because that person is not an excellent um, expert in the thing that they're wanting to provide for people. They're usually somebody that is very skilled in their area, very educated in their area, very capable in their area. So the problem is usually not the thing that they're offering. I have um, clients or people that I work with in the Nurture to Convert Society with my uh, friend Dana Mallstaff. They want me to take a look at their deliverables and you know, depending on the deliverable, I may take a look at it, but I already know, look, 
I am not a marriage counselor. I am not a parenting coach. I am not a, you know, fill in the blank to whatever those things are that they are. I am not that. So I'm going to trust that whatever you are doing to solve a problem for your person, that you are capable of doing it. And it's probably not where the problem is. Once somebody gets into your world, and I've seen this happen, I've seen, I've interviewed women that are not clear on their messaging. They hop on a podcast interview with me. And as they're sharing around the questions I'm asking, you can hear the skill. You can hear the clarity. You can hear the confidence because they're very familiar with how they solve their problems. Their skill set and their expertise and what they have created to solve a problem is usually not the problem. Most times, nine times out of 10, nine and a half times out of 10, their skill set and their ability to execute on that deliverable is not the issue. The issue usually lay in their ability to communicate effectively around the problem of their customer, which we talked about in um, Solving Problems, the um, second um, episode in this series, right? Learning how to clearly articulate their what they're challenged with, what their pain is, what they desire for their own life and their experience that's what we have to learn to speak to. And that's usually where the hangup is. And But even though there's a hangup there, it doesn't mean it's not overcomable because it really, really is. All right. Um, usually our messaging, when we uh, attack our sales pages and our emails and content we're putting out in social media, opt-in page language, usually we are st- we are using language that are based off of what we assume about our end user. We are, we always start with some assumptions about our customer. Those assumptions could be right or wrong, but we normally start off with some assumptions that we think our customer is challenged with or, you know, the things that our customers need. We usually have no problem with coming up with a list of the things we think they have problems with. Um, But here's the kicker. You still have to validate your assumptions with your community because what you assume could be, could you could validate that assumption or you can dismiss it based off of how your community talks back to you. So you may think that what they want to hear is, I want to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of an example. I would, um, I would like to, um, blow leaves. Okay. So I'm going to go with this example. I'm going to try to ride with this example through the whole podcast episode. Let's say I am a, a leaf blower manufacturer. Okay. <laughs> Let's say that I sell leaf blowers. <laughs> I don't know where I'm getting leaf blowers from, but let's say I sell leaf blowers. And it is my assumption that what you're wanting is a, a, a easy way to get leaves off your yard. All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that what you're wanting is an easy way, which I think is a fair assumption. I need an easy way, simple way to get leaves off my yard. But once you start reaching out to your community and doing some research and some um, some um, market research with your community, what they're articulating may not be, yes, I'm looking for a simple way to remove leaves off the yard. That may not be what they're saying. What they may be saying is, my gosh, I wish I could get these leaves off my yards in like 15 minutes. 
That is a different problem to solve than an easy way to get leaves off the yard, even though simplicity in getting leaves off the yard can contribute to the speed that they're able to get those leaves off the yard. But if they are continuously saying, my gosh, I don't have time to do this. If I could do this in 15 minutes, my life would be changed. <laughs> so if you go back to my episode that talks about problem solving, you already know that the way they want their life to feel is, is like a common thing that we solve problems for. And time, you impacting my time, as in saving me time, which is an American issue. If you can save me time, our ability to have our time saved by somebody is a really big issue for many people, right? So no, I'm not necessarily looking for simple, even though simple is good. And I'm not saying I don't want simple, but what their common issue may be or what you may hear them saying over and over again, as you research your customers, as you talk to your customers and interact with your customers, what they may keep saying is, my gosh, I only have 15 minutes a week to deal with these leaves. I just, I need a quick way. And so your marketing now switches from, um, let's see, I, I wrote down some notes about leaf blowers. Like you wouldn't say, uh, you know, you wouldn't say make yard work easier with the magic, the Mason's magic leaf blower. <laughs> That's not what I would say. I would say something like, Finish blowing your leaves in 15 minutes with the Mason Magic Leaf Blower. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you see how that messaging absolutely changes how you hear it once you target it towards the pain that they are saying, not the one we're assuming they need, but the one that they are saying they need, okay? All right, so it's, that's a really, really huge point. We don't want our messaging to be presented the way we would say it. We want our messaging to be presented the way our clients and our customers are saying it, either in their head or out loud. Okay? Sometimes they're saying it out loud. Sometimes they're saying it in their head. They're feeling it and not saying it out loud. One of the exercises we do that I do with um, clients is helping them to identify um, their opinions, what their opinions are about life, what their opinions are about the industry that they're in, what their opinions are um, about the world in relation to the work that they're doing, right? And so what we have to get really good at doing is I have an opinion about this, but when you state the opinion in a way that Let's say you put it out into the world in social media or something like one of my opinions is, and this is a silly one, but leggings count as real pants. Okay. That's just, it's <laughs> a really funny, quirky Deanna Mason opinion. Leggings count as real pants. All right. Let's say that's opinion. When I put it out there, what I'm hoping is going to happen is the women that I want to work with, they're going to read that and they're going to shake their head like, exactly. I agree with that. Yes, Deanna, I, leggings are absolutely real pants. You're wanting the things that you believe to 
of course, resonate with your heart, but you want to be able to say them out loud, your opinions about those things. Your, you know, let's go back to the leaf blower example. Yard work, like I could have an opinion that says yard work should be able to get done in 30 minutes or less. Let's just say that's a belief I have as the Mason, the magical Mason lawn equipment company. <laughs> and I have this belief that it should only take 30 minutes a week to get your yard done. Let's say I have that belief. And then I put it out there because what I'm doing is I'm targeting people that have a pain around the amount of time they don't have to do their yard work, but they want their yard to look beautiful, right? So I'm going to address that pain. And one of the things I believe is yard work should be able to get done in 30 minutes or less. I'm going to put that out there on Instagram or an email or an ad. And what I'm wanting people to do is like, heck yeah, heck yeah. I want to be able to do my yard work in 30 minutes or less. Okay. This is what you call messaging, messaging. You want to present your messaging the way that your end user either thinks about the thing or speaks about the thing, not the way you think about the thing, even though they could, they could match. It could, you could, and not about the way you would speak about the thing, even though there might be some crossover. I'm not saying that that never happens. I'm just saying if you're only going with what's in your head, more than half of the time, you've got it wrong. (laughs) More than half the time, you've got it wrong if you're only dealing with your thoughts. You're not as smart as you think you are around your own messaging. That needs to, I need to put that somewhere. You are not as smart as you think you are around the messaging for the thing that you sell. The smartest person in your world or the smartest people in your world to help you create your messaging are your customers. All right. The messaging also makes you stand out among similar businesses. Yes. It can also specialize your niche or market. Yes. Yes. Your messaging ideally is going to carve out this little part of your industry for you because it's unique to the way that you solve problems. Right. All right. Let's see. Anything else? Uh, Let me just kind of nutshell it. Your messaging should represent their pain or challenge. Okay. This is kind of like the anatomy of your messaging. It should represent their pain and their challenge, their being your customer. It should represent their desired transformation. Like if I'm feeling pain or discomfort or unease about this particular thing, how long it takes me to do my yard every week, or I don't have enough time to do my yard every week. That's my pain, right? Your messaging needs to address that pain, but it also needs to address the transformation that I would like. The transformation is I would love for this to either be eliminated from my my schedule Now, now I'm getting to the free to pay journey, right? Like I can sell you something that helps you get this done in under 30 minutes, or you can pay me to come and remove it. (laughs) That's the free to pay journey, right? What is free? Opt-in. Top 10 ways to save time on yard work. 
opt-in. Signature offer, the magical leaf blower that gets your yard done in 15 minutes or less, that, that blows leaves in 15 minutes or less. My high-end offer, which once again is the trading time for money offer, I will come and blow your leaves for you. <laughs> You're going to pay me the most for that service. I'm sorry. That was for free. <laughs> free to pay journey in my example of the magical Mason leaf blower. All right. So here's something that I wanted to share before I go. Um, so we talked, okay. So the messaging needs to deal with the pain as well as deal with the tr- their desired transformation over whatever, you know, whatever it is in regards to the work that you do. This little nugget I'm going to leave you with. Um, and I struggle with this. Oh, please understand that I struggle with this. Right. But we got to move from more passive language to more actionable language in our messaging. So what do I mean by that? So passive could be like the example that I use, make yard work easier. That's a passive example of messaging. What you're wanting your messaging your messaging to represent is actionable. Something that's actionable that they can hold on to. So the action, the more actionable way of saying that could be finish blowing your leaves in 15 minutes or less. All right. Let me talk about, let me say it again. Passive. Make yard work easier. That's a passive message. Well, easier how, Deanna? If you if if you're leaving your customer um, to decide what easier is because you haven't defined what easier is, that's passive. Actionable. Finish blowing your leaves in 15 minutes or less. Now you've identified an action that I can hold on to. Oh, you're saying that I can get this done in less than 15 minutes? All right. Now you've communicated a very actionable transformation. Okay. Um, another example, I was, I'm in a um, group for nonprofits and the leader of the group challenged us to, to share the work that our nonprofit does in 10 words or less. And I was like, oh man, I don't know if I can do it in 10 words. And so my nonprofit is called Needle Movers for Social Equity. And so I was like, all right, can I do this in 10 words? Uh, Closing equity gaps between the majority population and people of color. So that was my attempt of 10 words. I think that was 10 words. And so she came back and said, well, I'd like to understand how you're closing equity gaps. Because that is a more passive description of what my organization does. Closing equity gaps between the majority population and people of color. So her next question was, well, how? And I was like, well, I can tell you how. It's just going to be more than 10 words. (laughs) And because I was like, my website has um, our mission, you know, the mission of our work captured, but it's more than 10 words. And I was like, Helping close equity gaps between the majority population in America and people of color in education, 
wealth generation and bridging community. So now I have created a more actionable transformation. Oh, she's going to close gaps in education. She's going to close gaps around wealth and income, and she's going to close gaps in community and creating community. So now it becomes more actionable because you've moved from passive, a passive explanation to something that addresses their pain in a more actionable way. All right. I mean, let me read this comment and then I'm going to go. Assuming that you automatically know what people need without asking them. It's like political parties making decisions for citizens without asking them what they need. She said, bloop. Yeah, I said it. It's like anybody sitting in a room making decisions for a group of people that's not represented in the room, right? We all know that you're most likely not going to get into the nuts and bolts of the of answering that um, answering problems if you don't have a representation of the person you're trying to answer solve problems for, which is why your customers are the best people to sh- tell you how to solve their problems. And if you're listening well and give them opportunities to um, share with you, they'll tell you exactly what to say. They'll tell you exactly how to represent their pain and exactly how to represent a solution for them. Okay. Now I haven't said this in any of my other um, episodes because the point of these um, episodes was not to invite you onto a discovery call with me, but this is what I do. This is the work that I do. I'm a business consultant and I help my clients and I work a lot with consultants and freelancers. I help my clients create all of this for themselves in order to tie it into a more systematic way of scaling their offers, which is usually a build out of a funnel or nurture system of some sort on their back end. And if you're like, well, Deanna, I struggle with this. My messaging isn't clear. I'm confusing my audience. I've got like 50 offers. I need to scale that back to something that's way more congruent. I need to stop confusing my audience because I keep throwing um, offers out there and none of and none of them tie together and none of them, you know, are clearly representing the work that I want to do. You are exactly who I would love to work with. And just hop on a discovery call with me. You can find a link other my, on my website if um, you're watching here <laughs> in the Facebook group, or you can just go to the show notes of the podcast and um, get on a call with me so I can hear what's going on. But that is it. Let me leave with this because I don't know if this if this is leaving people feeling more discouraged about your ability to create messaging. Look, this is possible, okay? Good messaging, creating good messaging is possible. You will get there as long as you keep trying. And here's the really, really good news. Once you get there, your good messaging is going to convert for you. It's going to convert for you over and over again until you create something else that you've got to once again um, dial in your messaging for. But once you get it dialed in and once it's, how do I know it's converting for me, Deanna? Well, you're going to see it converting in your business through the ways that you have set up those measures for com- for um, analyzing your conversions. And if you don't know how to do that, once again, hop on a discovery call with me and I'll help you build that so you can watch your conversions and know if you're actually converting well. 
you don't know, like I said, if you don't know how to do that, most business owners don't, which is why they work with marketers. Okay. But regardless, you can create clear messaging. Just keep at it, keep chipping away at it. And you'll know it's clear because it's converting in your business in the way that you desire it to convert in your business. So that could mean people are sharing your stuff on um, social media. That's way, that's one measure. If you're using social media to leverage your work, that's not my favorite place to leverage. But if you happen to be using social media, you're wanting people to share your work. You're wanting people to bookmark your work. You're wanting people to click on your links. You're wanting people to opt into your mail email list. That's my number one way of, com- of getting conversions. I love pe- getting people on an email list. People are hopping on your email list. So I go and share on a podcast. I share my message on that podcast. And as a result of that podcast being published in that on that platform, people want my freebie or people want to hop into my email list. That's a measure of my, my messaging is working for me. Your messaging is working in your emails, which means people are opening your emails. It means people are clicking on links in your emails. My messaging is working on my sales pages. That's a simple conversion people are purchasing. All right. These are measures that you can see if is my messaging landing. And even with that, here's a little marketing thing. You can have people um, hopping in, hopping on your email list like crazy. And then they get on their email list and you see, well, nobody's opening my emails. Now we know exactly what to focus on in order to create a different conversion, right? Well, your opt-in is obviously working. That's working for you. Let's figure out why people are not clicking on these or not opening your emails. Let's work on that. Okay, people are opening my emails, but they're not clicking on the links that are in the emails. All right, so at least we know opt-in is working. Messaging is working there. People are opening your emails. The messaging is working there. People are not clicking on my links. The messaging is not working there. Let's focus on that. Well, Deanna, people are clicking. They're they're hopping on my email list. They're opening my emails. They're clicking on my links. But when they get to my sales pages, nothing's happening. We know exactly where to focus. Well, let's focus on this sales page. The messaging is not clear here. Let's make it clear so people can start converting on your sales page. That's like that's just like a simple basic path of understanding if your messaging is working for you, which is why I don't really like social media being a great measure because people can share your content on social media just because they like it. It doesn't mean that it's resonating with them. So I like to put measures. Are they clicking on links? Are they hopping on your email list? (laughs) Can you leverage your social media platforms to at minimum get them on your email list? All right. Preach. Effective messaging is essential in getting people on your email list, clicking on your links, and eventually purchasing your products. Amen. All right. We're going to end there. I hope this was helpful. Uh, What am I talking about next week? Next week, we're going to talk about marketing. I kind of talked about it a little bit here. (laughs) We're going to talk about marketing your message. And this is, I'm just going to give you like a simple blueprint to marketing your message. I'm just going to talk about a few ways to market your message that any new business owner should be able to tap into. 
You don't need a lot of money to market your message. And matter of fact, don't spend a lot of money marketing your message until you um, have proven the things that I'm going to talk about next week. <laughs> All right, that is it. Thank you guys for hopping on. I'm going to go grab some lunch. I love you guys. We'll chat soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Refreshed Moms podcast. Hey, if you're a fan of this podcast, I'd love it if you can leave a star rating and review. This helps put me in front of more beautiful women just like you. So before you hop off, stop by and click a star rating and leave a review. Don't forget, find me on Facebook and Instagram at Refresh Moms to receive your daily dose of refreshment. Let's connect again soon, all right? Bye for now.